What is it? Times are hard and friends are few. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the world's greatest podcast. That's the way the cookie crumbles. We're back, episode two. We did a little transfer special last week just to tickle our balls, just to whet our appetite for the a few transfers. And a week later, some big transfers are going through. Arguably the biggest ever, Stan, in Leo. Yeah, yeah massive. Obviously breaking news that... Um... Messi's leaving Barca, which is sent shockwaves around the football world. It was uh, his contract was up, wasn't it, the other month, and then it came out that he was gonna sign as a free agent, and it came out two or three days ago now that um, Barca just couldn't sign him with the the La Liga rules, despite him taking a fifty percent wage cut, and uh, he's gonna have to go somewhere else, and it's looking like PSG, Jim. Yeah, um, how depressing for football, I'd say. <laughs> Um, when I seen the news on first, was it Thursday night? I think it was Thursday Something night. Like that, yeah. um, I was thinking, he looks serious, but no way he's going to leave Barca. Mm. I mean, he definitely won't feel right watching him play in the kit that isn't Barca or Argentina now, will it? Like when in that PSG kit next season, it just won't look right. And um, Barca have only got themselves to blame, really. Um, I think it's a bit of a tragic state of affairs for football as well. That like one of the greatest ever players is going to leave in such a manner, and like a, a bit of a crappy press conference where. He's crying and there's not that many people there, really, is there? It's a bit, a bit no, depressing. All distance with masks. Yeah, on. I'm yeah. no big Leo Messi fan, but if I was, I'd be, I'd be really gutted about this past week's uh, results. Yeah, it's all money wise as well, isn't it? Cook, I suppose that's the worst thing about it. It's not even, re- it's nothing to do with football. It's yeah. to do with the wage cap and yeah. how much of Barca's revenue is spent on wages, and it's just far too much. Well, it's for anyone who doesn't know the specifics of it. The La Liga rule is seventy percent of. Um, your earnings can be wages. You can accommodate seventy percent of it, and even without Messi's Barca was at ninety five percent anyway. So they've they've only got themselves to blame. They can't even register Aguero, who got injured yesterday anyway. He's out for ten to twelve weeks. Um, shock, but <laughs> <laughs> that was always going to happen. Depay can't officially be signed on to play a league game yet. None none of them can, and it's just they're just a, such a poorly run club and i'm actually quite happy that he is leaving because it shows then that there is consequence to you stockpiling a load of like wages and a load of talent and i'm just gutted he's not come to the prem even like he could have gone to united for me and i'd have still been buzzing just to see messi in the prem he could have gone anywhere for me he literally could have but he's gone to psg i think he's mm, do i want to say it yeah he's been a bit of a fanny going to france yeah Definitely. Ronaldo would have come to the Prem, I reckon. And say what you want about that, but if I'm Messi and you really wanted to go somewhere, you could have come to the Prem and tested yourself. The, the thing is, can a Prem club even afford him with FFP? Like, what is FFP this year, though? I mean, I don't know. It seems like... I don't think City would have been able to afford him. For free, though? It's not for free, though, is it? Cause no, you're it's getting not. Paid, like... but, but you're getting him as a free transfer, I mean. Your game is a free transfer, but the the wages and the signing on fee is just like astronomical. Yeah, astronomical. It's still a massive signing. It's a massive transfer, and mm-hmm. I mean, look at the Premier League clubs who would have got him. United have already spent a bit big. Chelsea, we'll, we'll get to it soon. Uh, 
appended a big transfer. See, you've got their eyes on Kane, and last season they, they kind of took their eyes off the ball and went for Messi, and that's why Kane spent another season at Spurs, despite not wanting to be there. So why would they do that for like another time? So I know what you mean. I would have loved him being the Prem. Um, but I feel like it was a one-horse race in PSG, and yeah. I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a bit boring, isn't it? Yeah, I think if he wants to be paid anything like the money he was he was getting paid at Barca, then PSG is really the only realistic option. Obviously, he could have, you know, I saw a lot of people saying that it's a bit boring and could he have gone to a club that was maybe more of a challenge? I saw somebody saying, could you go to AC Milan and try and get them back to where they were? Or it's not a football manager, like though, is well, it? Well, yeah, it's a guy that's fucking lively. Well, well that's it's it. His legacy. That, that's what I mean. The only club he's going to go to that's going to pay him any anything like what Barca have paid him is, is PSG, I think. Mm. Yeah, and he's very good friends with Neymar, so, I mean, yeah. he gets to do all that. And, I mean, Ramos has been twerking for him for a few years, so that would be quite funny watching them two together. Yeah. Yeah. Di Maria's there, Parade yeah. is there. So I think my main takeaway from it all was that messy um, press conference where he's... Is he crying? I don't know. Allegedly, I don't think he is, to be honest. I think that's the most I've ever heard him speak in his <laughs> career. Like, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm not even, like, exaggerating. Either. I didn't yeah. know what he sounded like before that. Yeah, he did, he did, he's not a talker, is he? He's not got that kind of personality. No, I, but, but I think, and obviously we don't want to go into a massive, like, greatest of all time debate, but I think that's a bit part of it, personality and some of the stories outside of just playing football. I think that plays a big part. For, for me, it does anyway, but yeah, I don't yeah. think Messi has any of that. No, no, he doesn't. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's it. It's It's... It's one of those things, and it you can talk all night about it, and people probably won't ever end up agreeing on things like that. Some, would, some people might be arguing Messi and Ronaldo, and somebody else is talking about Maradona anyway. So you know, it's it's one of those things. But yeah, no, personality is a massive, massive thing about being a sportsman and stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, so obviously it looks like Messi's set to go to Paris, but somebody might be departing Paris, Jim is Kylian Mbappe. I mean, he's only got 12 months left on his deal. PSG said they're not going to let him go for free, but they also said they're not going to sell him. So do you think Messi going to Paris from Barca has in tune accelerated the transfer of Mbappe to Real? Um, so has he got so his contract runs out next summer. Next summer, yeah. See, I don't I don't know. I don't see him maybe he signs a contract. I don't see him leaving this summer to to Madrid, but I didn't really quite realise that his contract was up so soon. Um, but I've always pitched him in a Madrid kit. Um, and I think that's where he will be at next, whether it be this summer or next. I think Madrid will probably wouldn't mind waiting a year. Mm. I think they can get by Barca this year, especially a messless Barca, and they're in a right state. So you don't even, do they need Mbappe to win the La Liga? Maybe they do to challenge on the Champions League fronts like they usually do. But that'd be a great free sign if they could do it next year. But like you say, PSG would be hoping that they can get something out of it, like a contract and yeah, a release yeah. clause or something. No, I can't see him leave. You've not really heard anything of you this summer, so maybe he stays and he might sign a contract midway through the season with a clause that if Madrid come in and pay a certain price, he can go just yeah. to protect his value. It might even be as well because obviously, just last thing on this, Messi's got two years guaranteed on the table with an option of a third if he wants it. So Mbappe might even just say. You know what? I'll I'll give you a two a two year extension or even a year extension. I'll try with Messi. See if we can win the championship for, for a year and then maybe reevaluate well, it. Still, even the two year. years, he'll still only be what like 25, 24, yeah. 25, So we've still got years left. Yeah, so. and I'd, I'd I'd argue that maybe it would accelerate the Messi transfer would accelerate what PSG might want to do with Mbappe, but 
I think it have kind of slowed things down for Mbappe personally. He's thinking of great a year with the the greatest ever player, arguably. I mean, who, who wouldn't want that before you go and get your dream move? He's winning on both fronts. So like you say, you can have a Champions League wrapped up before he even gets to Madrid. Yeah, it just sweetens the, the pot completely for for Mbappe to stay. We brought in Donnarumma, we've addressed the new keeper, we brought in Hakimi. It looks like they are throwing everything but the kitchen sink for this Champions League. And a team who have spent big so far already, British transfer record, Jim, is a, play, a player that the nation, well, majority of the nation, I would say, really, really like. Jack Grealish has joined City, but are you a fan of Jack as much as we are? I, yeah, I don't think you can watch the um, England at the Euros and follow it and not love Jack Grealish. I don't think he'll be quite as loved by this time next year. So, yeah, the most popular um, club outside of their own fans. Maybe more loved than if he went uh, <laughs> to the other side of Manchester. I, I, don't, I don't know, maybe. Um Certainly seems like Villa weren't big fans of City anyway. They tried to sell him to anybody but, but us. But that was the move Jack wanted and the move we wanted. I'm surprised by the transfer before it happened. Um, obviously, all the noise leading up to it was quite telling that he was one of our key men, him and Kane. But um, City have got an abundance of attacking midfielders now and surely that you, you, you're looking at one of them players now. Bernardo Silva, um, Gabriel Jesus, um, they're two of three players that apparently are a want in a way. Um, but like, it's hard finding the money from European clubs. It seems like the English clubs are the only ones with money. So we, wages yeah, well, we, we, we might see Jack Grealish play in a lot of different positions and it might not be such a, a smooth transition as, as what you'd like to hold for. And it's, a, it's a lot of pressure on his back being the British transfer record as well. So we'll see how it gets on. But I, I mean, you can't not be excited by him. Whether he, he's the right man for Pep style and whether he fits it, when you're a fan, it doesn't matter because you've signed one of the most skilled players in the league. He's, he was only behind De Bruyne as a creator um, last season for Villa. So, I mean, yeah, I'm really excited to watch him play. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited as well. And to be honest with you, Jack Grealish, in his career, he's only 25. He's been managed by, like, Dean Smith, Steve Bruce, Roberto Di Matteo. These aren't coaches that are going to be considered, like, the top ilk of the game when it's all said and done. And now, Stan, he's going into a coach, arguably the greatest of all time after Sir Alex Ferguson in Pep Guardiola. Yeah, it's going to be a bit of a weird one. I mean, Jim kind of alluded to it. that I mean, is he a Guardiola player in that sense? But if City have spent so much money on him, you'd, you'd imagine that Guardiola's got an idea of how he's going to use him and he's, he's communicated that across to, to, uh, to Grealish and, and that's why he wanted to go. But Pep kind of makes his players into robots and, and we all know that Grealish is very much a maverick uh, with all the you know the the comparisons to Gaza and things like that so it's whether well it's it's which, which way do you go with it does does Pep let Grealish be himself or does he try and maybe hone Grealish's best parts into into that style of system that they've got because I think that'll be difficult because like I say the best parts of Grealish's games are the unknown, do you know what I mean? The luxury yeah. is the fact that he can skin three players and, and make something, or he might just jog around for a bit and not touch the ball, but Guardiola doesn't like his players doing that, so that'll be interesting as well to see how that unfolds, whether they have a £100 million player sat on the bench like they have done with you know players before, like Sterling in and out of the team, costing a lot of money, will be interesting to see whether the fee means that he starts every game, and I don't think it will. Uh, I, th- I think, yeah, stylistically, I think City are going to have to change. Um... He's expected to play 
alongside De Bruyne in like a attacking eight. Yeah, like you play with the two eights, like we did with um, like Gundogan was more of like an advanced runner and Silva dictated the tempo, and I think he'll be more of a a Silva style. But I think he dictates the tempo in a lot of different ways. Silva didn't really hang on to the ball, did he? He'd pop it off, use players as like walls almost. Where Grealish, he slows the play right down when he gets it, and then he can speed it back up, and that's how he's going to dictate the tempo. So City going to get used to that. I mean. I think I think Stan's got a good point, um, but I, even as depressing as that might sound, or as negative should I say, but he does take a lot of burden off De Bruyne. There are a lot of games where City are just kind of giving De Bruyne the ball and hoping he can take a man on and put in an amazing cross, and that just completely low has a massive weight off his back. And we, we've seen in the Euros he was playing for a big ankle injury, he was getting injected. Um, Martinez didn't really manage him properly, um, and he. He was been he's been warned recently after a trip to Doctor Cougar um, that he might be out for seven months if he does if that ankle starts swelling up again. So and he's thirty now, so I think I think De Bruyne's really needs looking after. I think I don't think he can play every time. An abundance of talent there. Uh, we've not even spoken about Foden or Mares Gundogan, who had his best season uh, at City last season, and potentially the arrival of Harry Kane. Uh, but a player that is. Arriving at Chelsea in that position is big Romelu Lukaku, costing €115 million. Euros. Uh, what do you think about that? Do you want to just talk us through that and how important a signing you think that is? I'm excited. I think it's the, the final piece of the jigsaw. Not necessarily him as personnel. I think he is a, a, a very good uh, option. It's no secret that Harlem was the number one uh, transfer target for Chelsea. and I saw the analogy on Twitter of uh, people who were complaining about Lukaku because we didn't get Haaland and someone gave the analogy of it's like giving a homeless man some money and him saying I only take card I, I and I, I've, I resonated with that and I thought that is very true that is very true because he does get disrespected Lukaku because of the old stigma about his first touch <laughs> like yeah I can agree back in the day his first touch was an issue but since I've seen him go to Italy and go under Conte, his back to goal play has got a lot better, a lot better, especially at the Euros as well, there was times where he was backing up into defenders, spinning them and he's still lightning fast and I'm a, I'm a huge fan that we've got a number 9 in, I would have been more worried if we did, I know we won the Champions League playing Havertz up front and having like Mount and Pulisic as your attacking midfielders but th- this is what we needed to, to bridge that gap between Liverpool and City in terms of putting a proper title bid in, because now this is the season where it's it's not make or break for Chelsea, but it's a big stepping stone in the evolution of that team. Yeah, I think Lukaku will definitely uh, score goals, um, but I think he will also definitely frustrate you as well. Um, obviously, I've seen him at United for a couple of seasons, and you know he scored goals for us, there's no denying that. Um, but like I say, he did frustrate United fans as well, and that's telling when you lose a player and, and nobody's really that bothered that he's gone for you know such a high price as well but um if if he plays a specific role in that Chelsea side if he is just the you know the last person to tap it into the net there really isn't many better better players for him to do that and Chelsea don't tend to play all the you know knocking it around too much around the front they tend to knock it around a bit but once they get it up they're quite direct so I think Lukaku could reap the reward from that and you know for your sake I hope that he has developed his touch because, uh, yeah, he cots up many an attack for us, put it that way. Yeah, I mean, just um, I I do think he is a better player, obviously, now than when he left United. That Those yeah. two years in Italy have 
have rounded him as a player. I would see him. Obviously, they've lost. They lost the Europa League final uh, in his first year with Conte, mm-hmm. and then they went and won the Scudetto the year after. And yeah, I just think he he thinks there's unfinished business. He's twenty eight, and the amount of chances we missed last year, uh, our XG was so bad in terms of. I think, for example, Werner alone scored six or seven league goals, and his XG was sixteen. So just like putting that into context, the amount of chances we did create with not a natural number nine there to put him away is it's gonna it's gonna be evident this year and oh I think minimum fifteen league goals for him he scores goals wherever he goes and like it, like you said we need him to be that person that links the play and then it can be the Raheem Sterling so to speak just to be there to to tap it in but I think it is a good sign in Jim and I think that this will bridge the gap between us and you man. Yeah, definitely. I think <clears throat> Chelsea should look at the title now, for sure. Like, I think um, anything less than the title would uh, would probably be a, a failed season for um, Chelsea because they're building on that Champions League win. Um, Tuchel looks like he has Pep's number anyway in that little battle. And Chelsea are an incredible team. Kai Havertz is going to come on a long way. I think Timo Werner can only get better. And these are like massive players. Kai Havertz wasn't cheap, was he? And he was Werner. And Lukaku is just shy of the Grealish money, and I, I think he's going to smash 15 league goals. Um, just mentioning them Werner chances alone, Lukaku won't miss him. Like, it's not everyone's cup of tea, and that's fair enough when you watch him, but he, he does score goals, that's a guarantee. Um, similarly, how I thought about how United, when they signed Sancho and Varane, I'm thinking right now, you, you've got to build on what you've done the last two seasons, and you've, you've got to put a bit of pressure on yourselves. So I think... Chelsea are probably the, the the team in England that put the most pressure on themselves, and I think they've done that again by making this sign. And they've not waited for Haaland, and they've signed someone now. And I, I rate that because there's going to be a lot of teams in for Haaland next summer, so it's no guarantee. Um, similar, I'd say I'd rather us get somebody in now if we're going to pay for Kane. I'd rather us do the action now and not join the inevitable saga that'll happen around Haaland next summer and deal with his agent and stuff just you know look after yourself first now yeah it's uh, last thing on Chelsea it's just a very different uh, transfer window than what I've been used to coming off the back of a major trophy win um, in terms of like the Premier League the last time we won the Premier League we added Danny Drinkwater and, and players of that ilk and this time round it looks like we're going to be signing Romelu Lukaku and like for example another one we signed Falcao off the back of winning the league on loan like players like that and both United legends potentially gonna get Jules Kunde in as well <laughs> not United before legend. no 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 but <laughs> he, he has signed for him about twenty times but <laughs> we digress but yeah um, systemically this could mean a three five two for Chelsea going forward now with Werner and Lukaku or Havertz and Lukaku leading the line so it again it adds a different dimension to us with a. Uh, a two-man striker partnership, and we all know that Timo Werner does play best in a two. Right, ladies and gents, we know the better the week has been absent for a number of pods because, well, we've not had any Prem, but the Prem's back this weekend, and have we got a big better the week for you this week. So, Bet365, Skybet, Betfair, at the ready. So, we've gone for a fourfold. First game from Saturday, we've got Chelsea to nil at home to Crystal Palace. So Vieira to get nilled on his first uh, Prem job as Palace manager. Then we move to the King Power. We've got Leicester to beat Wolves at home. Liverpool to nil away at Carrow Road at Norwich. 
And then in the early kickoff, we've got Man United, both teams to score, result against Leeds. So, just to recap, Chelsea to nil at home to Palace, Liverpool to nil away at Norwich, Leicester just to win at home to Wolves, and Manchester United, both teams to score, result versus Leeds at Old Trafford. And get that just short of 18 to 1. And Jim and Stan, what can the listeners do with that information I've just presented to them? They can show it your hackers. Hello, and it is time for 11 Ball. We are back with the games and back for the new season. And the team that are back, and they were back last season, are Leeds United, and they're playing Manchester United in the early kickoff on Saturday. And it will be the first time United and Leeds have played each other with fans in the ground. That'll be a quiet night, won't it? Yeah, since 2004. I'm not surprised they put that early kickoff. You don't want people drinking all day and mm. turning up yeah. to Old Trafford. But to be fair, London Houston will be busy. Oh, it will. Big, big. Big banter. Anyway, the game, the game, the game finished. Where are you on Saturday, Stan? I'm in London actually. Oh, that's funny. Mm, so nice in London. I, I, I'm going convenient, the convenient. I, I'm, I'm going the other way. Oh. Um, so yeah, it finished one-one, uh, and it was played on the twenty-first of February two thousand and four. Uh, I won't tell you. Well, I can tell you, you scored for Leeds because I'm not going to ask you their team. Alan Smith scored for Leeds, soon to be transferred to Manchester United. Which, you know, very controversially. But I want the United team that started the game, please. Cook first. Is this the 0304 season or the 0405? 0304. Right, okay. That, does that help massively? It does, it does. Okay. Okay. I've got a pre- uh, picture of what Prem ball I'm looking at. Okay. <laughs> in my head. Uh, who would have been. Uh... It was a weird era for United. Chelsea had just been taken over and. You know what? Gary Neville. <laughs> Gary Neville started, he <laughs> Gary did, Neville. yeah, right back. Okay. Weird. <laughs> Very weird. I think we was back in the Prem for the first time. It, was, it, it wasn't a classic United side. Was it yeah, before you, man. What was this, 0304? 0304. Ah, we beat him this year. Oh, there we go. He remembers. Um, Skulls scored against us, so I'm going to go with Skulls. Skulls played, <laughs> and he scored against Leeds. He was a guy who scored for United. He's having a good so season. He's having a good season. He is, yeah, Leeds and City. So there we go. Neville and Skulls Cook back you know, over to you. You know what? I'm going to stick with the class of 92 and I'm going to go Giggsy. Ryan Giggs started. Yeah. Yes, he did. There we go. We're I mean, flying on this I mean, one. I, I don't particularly like the guy, but he's, no. he's in my team. No. I don't think he's missed his likes him. Oh, allegedly. I mean, probably what? not. I don't think it's allegedly. Anyway, we move on. Well, he's lost his hotel <laughs> deposit anyway. Yeah, anyway, I'll st- I'll, I feel like the pressure's on for me to stick with the 92 team as well. It is. So, it is. Nicky Butt. Nicky Butt played and started. Oh, it's a gamble that works, wasn't it? That's what I meant when it's not class. Shit. Yeah, there you go. Shit. I was wondering whether you'd remember players. You've like only that. got one choice left now. Oh, no, because it's, well, it's too obvious. Really? It's too obvious. Really? Was it team? Whether one? he was still there. Uh, I'm not going to go with a class of 92, but John O'Shea. <laughs> yeah, John O'Shea left played back. and started. I'm, no, I'm assuming centre back from this from the players Heavy. that we're playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was that era where he did play left back for a bit so before got, they got Everett. You've got, got Genev, Skulls, Giggs, Butts, and Shazy. Um, <laughs> right, you just play. For, see, I'm probably gonna get eras mixed up here. So I'll tell you, Jim. You've got the right so back. You've got last for the ball. You've got the right back. You've got one of the <laughs> centre backs. You've got a sense. Both the centre mids, I think. Oh no, centre mid and ten, and the left mid, in Ryan Giggs. So we so what what have we got missing? So you've got a centre back. You've got a goalkeeper missing. Yeah. Starting off, you've got a centre back missing. Uh, you've got the left back missing. Uh, a centre mid and a winger and the forward. 
Just one striker. One striker on his own. Well, right. I hope I hope I'm right with the year, but <sighs> I go um I go rude. Yeah, it is rude Van der Stor. Oh, I, I remember him challenging Drogba around like, yeah, them years, maybe. Of course, the, the golden boot. Oh shit! There we go. I'm Come on, cut. Keeper, I'm couple of defenders, couple keep, of midfielders. See, the keeper could be a few. You've had a few fucking yeah, stupid keepers. I'm going to gamble yeah, on the yeah. keeper next if it makes you feel yeah. bad. Okay. Um, you want to gamble on the keeper? You've got a life cook. Exactly. Neither of you have been wrong yet. Exactly. That's why I roll the dice. I'm going to go for... Roy Carroll. Oh, no, it's wrong. Fuck! I it's think wrong. I know the keeper is. Shit! I think it's wrong. Here you go, man. Wait, if the keeper's left field, I think I'm right. Because he was in the net when City beat him. Is it Tim Howard? Yeah, it's Tim Howard. <laughs> that was me too. Because it was, he was nowhere fair, near the last goal. To be fair, that was a coin flip because that was at a time when he used to switch Carroll and Howard all the time. So that's difficult for Cook, but it's straight back to him as Jim gets one. <sighs> so what so position is the left? Sorry. Two defenders and two midfielders. West Brown. No. No! No, you had a rushing ball to the end, though. You had a rushing ball to the end. No, I had to. It's just because I've seen him and Leanne on Real Housewives of Cheshire so often. So where's... I'll happily get that wrong. I'll happily get that wrong. Jim, do you want guesses at anybody else? Finish it off. Centre-back, a left-back, and a couple of midfielders. Oh, that centre-back should out now. What midfielders have I got left? I'm going to say left and... Yeah, I reckon Giggsy played on the right this game, so I'm going to say left and centre-mid next to Butty. Um, right, Hargreaves. No, he wasn't there yet. No, about four years early. Jim. Stan. Yeah. No, he gone. Veron. You in the middle? No. Can I? Can I have a guess? Yeah. Uh, Jemba Jemba. No, nearly the other one. The other what? <laughs> the other centre mid we bought that was oh, shit right. around right. the same time. All right. Sorry. <laughs> um, I think. No. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, Beckham gone then? Yeah. Beckham. He leaves at the end of the yeah, season? Yeah, I think he's gone. I think he's Mikel Silvestre? Mikel Silvestre. Yeah, he did. He, passed, he started at centre-back. He passed Trevor St. Clair. And you're forgetting a class of 92. <laughs> You've did. not said it. I'm not forgetting one. I thought there was only Beckham left. Phil. Phil, Phil Neville. Yeah, Phil. He, he was saying the midfield. Not Fizzer. I actually watched him last night manage Miami to the first win in MLS <gasps> since May yesterday. Come so. on, two midfielders. Oh, left mid and centre mid next to Butty. Uh, left mid? 2002 World Cup winner. That's it. Fuck, I actually do know him. Who won it in 2002? Who did United sign from that Brazilian team? Midfielder. Cleverson? Yes. Yeah, Cleverson. I couldn't think of the fucking name. And left mid, South African. Um. South African. Uh huh. South African. Oh, Quinton. Quinton Fortune. Quinton Salvia Fortune. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say there you go. We got Pina there in the end. Peter, you know who I thought at first? South Africa. Benny McCarthy. Benny. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. That's why I said it wasn't a classic because you've got yeah. Howard in there. Yeah, yeah. that's actually a good team to do. Clubbers. Yeah, it, it was. It was. It was. Fortune. Sam, give them as in. Give them the uh, dancers then. So the full eleven was Tim Howard in net. Really? Neville, O'Shea, Sylvester, and Neville. So good they named him twice. Neville Square. <laughs> Neville Neville. Giggs. F. Giggsy Butt, <laughs> Cleverson, Fortune, and Skulls behind Rude Van Historoy. There you go. That was the team that drew 1 1 against Leeds the last time there were fans in the ground for that great game. We're in a great United squad, though, was it? No, it wasn't. I said that. It's no not one, a classic. We're no in a weird time. It was miles off title. You know what? I yeah. think we did alright then. I think we did okay. I think we then. did. Honestly, if, if I didn't know that City won that year for one, I don't think I'd very well. <laughs> I'm honestly gutted about Roy Carroll. Because I thought it was you... the year, it was the Pedro Mendes one where he dropped it over the line. No, I think that was the year, year after. Too later. Yeah, yeah. 
few honourable mentions for Leeds. Scott Carson in that, City legend. Wow. Uh, Stephen Corbell at centre back. Uh, James Milner. City legend. Jermaine Pennant and Alan Smith Jermaine all Pennant. started for Leeds. Fun fact about Jermaine Pennant the very first player in the Prem to play with, with a tag, tag on. on. Yes, I know, I know. Premier League years. There we go. Bloody hell. Well, that has been Elevenable. Hello and welcome back to That's The Way, the Cookie Crumbles podcast. And it is a few days before the Premier League kicks off on Friday with Brentford versus Arsenal. So we're going to do a few predictions, aren't we, lads? We're going to do our winner, our top four, our top scorer, top assister, best new signing and breakout star. So I think we should maybe start with our breakout star, lead the winner to last. Let it simmer. So I'll, I'll go first since I started to all finish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and my breakout star is Emi Buendia, signing from Norwich to Aston Villa, my guy. Um, played very well for Norwich the season that they actually got relegated. Uh, really impressive stats, went down and was quite comfortably the best player in the championship last season and he's got his move over to Villa and you know despite them losing Grealish I think that this lad is going to have a massive season, replace that creativity, maybe not on his own but with the likes of, of Leon Bailey uh, and, and the others helping him but um, I do think that with Wendy joining them they are going to forget a little bit that they've just sold Grealish, I think he's going to be one of those players that maybe in a year's time he'll be linked to you know, some top clubs around Europe, we, we, you know, he maybe he's an extra £100 million player. Cup. Still only 24 years old, recently called up to the Argentinian national side. And yeah, I'm really happy that he's got his move and uh, he's going to do well. I know he is. There you go. Uh, Jim, who have you gone for for your breakout star? I've gone a bit, a bit more um, unknown, should I say, maybe. I've gone for two players okay. that I think will get an England call-up before the World Cup might not play but he might get a little bit of a call kind of friendly or a, uh, a qualifier I've gone for two centre midfielders I think England are lacking a bit of some players in there Oliver Skip from Spurs um, shown some promise in pre-season from what I've read and what I've heard and a lot of Spurs fans online saying that we should just forget about Harry Winks being a good footballer now and try developing Skip he's still a 20 year old lad he's played all the way through um, England academies um, right up to the 21s but never actually made a senior cap and I think he could be right in line for one and another one who's impressing in pre-season is uh, Morgan Gibbs-White for Wolves um, is expected to start the season he's played that well the Wolves have got a bit of an age in midfield so he could see a bit more minutes than Skip um, he's played a lot of Premier League games too for his career despite being so young um, so I think I'd go with them too I'd more rela- I'd more sway my bets on Gibbs White to getting a call up and maybe I'll look at some odds on that in the future yeah I like it um, yeah I've gone for a bit of a an unknown for breakout star brand, brand new signing from Lille to Leicester Bubika Sumare 22 years young CDM like I said on the previous pod just coming off the back of winning the title with Lille and the guy has got an engine on him it's depth that Leicester really need in the middle of the park because I believe only Pedri played more games outfield in Europe than Tielemans last year, I think, as a midfielder. So it'll be nice to take the burden off him. And obviously, indeed, he's prone to an injury at some point in the season anyway. So it is sources for courses. It's, it's depth for Leicester. But I think this guy's a really good player. And I could see him doing the thing that some Leicester's players do more often than not, where 
they're there for two, three seasons and then make a, make a move elsewhere, just like I can see happening with uh, Tielemans. But yeah, Samare, Leicester, keep an eye out on him. He's my breakout start for the season. I can think of um, two lads who've signed from France in the past. In Kante and Mahrez, and they've done quite well. Oh, so. I think of another one. Nampolis Mendy. He's shy. He's shy. F, F his leg. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. A quick, quick one on that. Shout out to the dickhead who fucking... Tackle like that. Real player, wasn't it? I think. I don't know who it was. Oh, it's all right. We'll get him back Sizzling on Wednesday him. in that Super Cup. We'll oh, get him back go. for you. There you go. We'll get him back for you for Fana. Redemption. I'll send Zuma out for him. Just find out who it is first. Yeah. Then, yeah. No, everyone's getting okay. it. Okay. Every one of them's getting it. <laughs> but there are there are fans online um, asking that this player be suspended for as long as Fana's injured. Right. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we didn't learn from the Van Dyke Pickford stuff then. No. Okay. No. Pickford is Pickford is due to come back after a year out. Oh, is he? Sounds like them Facebook mums who wanted the. Yoro's final replay because uh, <laughs> Chiellini was dirty it was a dirty oh no bastard. yeah replay it I agree what yeah, re- Jim do you want to tell us your best new signing no. null and void null and void null and void of course of course Remember that. let me just get my, my big book and <laughs> null and big, void big notes out um, best new signing there's been there's been a few there's been a few and um, Coach just mentioned a Leicester player that's uh, come over recently and I'm going to go over another one um, Pats and Dakar Came up from the Austrian league. Um, I think he's going to be a bargain. I think he's going to be an FPL beast, guys. Um, his goal record is incredible. Uh, he, he scored like I think he scored twenty seven in twenty eight last season. Albeit it's the Austrian um, Bundesliga, but I mean, and Mr. Haaland started there, didn't he? So he can't be all bad. And you know what? When he came on against City in the Community Shield, he looked quick. And that's what Leicester really play yeah. heavily on here. I think he worked well with Barnes. Uh, Kolech had a really good season last year. It looks like they're playing a bit more of a, a two-man up front. And although you might look at that team and think, oh, Vardy's going to take up most of his game time. Vardy's 34 now, and they're going to have Europe, uh, European football as well. So there's going to be plenty of chances for Pats and Dakar. Back so, in the last year as well, Vardy's form went in the toilet. He did. He, he was really yeah, Joe stepped up. Yeah. So Thank I, God for them. I think yeah. that that could be a new um, little African front two, and that could be really good for them. Um, so well, I'm going to go with Pats and Dakar. There we go. Dubbed the new Samueletto. Um, but, I mean, go. Vardy will have to step up because there is an African Cup of Nations January to Feb, so they could be losing both the strikers there, Leicester, at a key point. But anyway, Cook, do you want to go with your best new signing of the season? Yeah, I've I've gone for, you could say, the, the, the Frappuccino white girl Starbucks option. I've gone for Rafa Varane. Uh, I, f- I just feel like it, he, he is going to make United a much better side. He's a Rolls Royce of a centre back anyway, a player I've liked for a lot, a long time, and I think he's just going to. Unfortunately, he's gone to United, but he 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 is going to make them a much better side, and it'll only make players like Wambasaka, Maguire, and Shaw. It'll just it'll smooth them round. Just from being that experienced guy, he's won the Champions League what four times, five times, whatever it is. Yeah. He's won La Liga, the World Cup, played in Euros finals. He's played in some big games, Rafa mm. Varane. And like I said, he's just a Rolls Royce of a centre back. So yeah, sign of the season, definitely. Yeah, well, I'm going to join you on the Starbucks train because I've gone for Rafael Varane yeah. as well. I think he'll elevate United to a new level, and uh, yeah, pretty much it. I think he's played ten finals in his career and won ten. So. Definitely a winner, like you say, all the trophies he's won, but I, I can't really look past that in terms of elevating a team to a new level. I Less think. than like 50 million as well, isn't it? So. Yeah, 40 odd mil or something. 30, 34 up front could raise, rise to 44 or something like that. So Absolute bargain. Definitely. When Wendy so. is going for 30. Well, there you go. Um, so we'll go straight into top assist, though. Um, and yeah, I mean, 
Jim mentioned De Bruyne before. I think De Bruyne is the obvious option, which is why I haven't gone for him. But two, also, I did see that he is having issues with injuries and he could be out for several months. So I've gone, again, pretty white bread for another United signing. I've gone for Jadon Sancho. Uh, I think we've seen the numbers that he's put up for Dortmund with goals and assists, but you know, particularly assists. I think he's one of only few players to get 20 assists for consecutive seasons, and he's still only 21 years old. So I think he'll come into the Premier League, he'll, uh, he'll suffer a little bit, a little bit of Bundesliga tax there, but I do think that he'll, uh, he'll play pretty much every game for United when he's fit, and uh, he'll, he'll be right up there come the end of the season, so he's my tip. Yeah, I'm staying in Manchester, but not... Not a winger. I'm going to go for Bruno. I know he's going Bruno. to not be playing as an out and out ten this mm. year. He's going to be probably be playing left or right side of a midfield three. But yeah. takes majority of the set pieces for you, man. Mm. You've got height for days in the box, and I just think he, he he racks up assists anyway. And I know it's again the white bread answer, but De Bruyne is probably going to be injured for at least a month during this season. He still tends to get the yeah. goal, the, the uh, he does top assist though even with with that every season but he does but with Pep having options up top and maybe he might have to force him back and yeah, rotate a little yeah, bit more. Maybe yeah, maybe he can drop Grealish in as an eight like what Jim said before but yeah, I'm going to I'm going to stick with Bruno. I feel like he'll still be there or thereabouts. Well, I mean, t- I have gone with what Stan said with Sancho, but I refuse to to agree with Stan on anything. <laughs> so now I'm going to make a last-ditch effort to say that Jack Grealish is going to get the most assists. Okay. Um, now, so I, my, my head does say Sancho because he, yeah, he's got his assist record last three seasons. He's just consistently elite. He's got a lot of goal scores around him too. I think Greenwood's going to get a few goals uh I think if you got assist for winning penalties too, because he's going to be a bit of a danger there running at fullbacks. Um, it could even be heightened. Um, a lot of cutbacks, I think, to Bruno. Um, Cavani. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think, but I think Grealish might run in close with um, De Bruyne. Could be play a bit of a bit part season um, this year, maybe if he gets a little ankle injury. Um, and Grealish can play. He'll play false nine. He'll play on the left, and he'll play at eight. And he got a lot of assists at Villa before he he got a big injury, didn't he? So. I think he could run in close, but yeah, I, I, I'll stick with Sancho. Well, top scorer whilst you're on, on a roll, Jim? Top scorer, I've gone a roll. I've, I've actually gambled with this one um, because his head's in Bredbin at the minute. He's in Florida when he shouldn't be. But I've gone with Harry Kane, but the Harry Kane in Manchester City. Um, <laughs> it'll happen. I'm just going to positively manifest that it'll happen somehow. Um, and if he comes City, the amount of chances we get, we're usually the top scorers in the league and... And Kane doesn't miss. I mean, I don't have to run you through what Kane can do, do I? I mean, if he's at City, I'm pretty sure everyone will think Kane's going to be top scorer this season. So, I've gone with Harry Kane, Stan. What about, what about though, huh? if he stays at Spurs? Do you think he still gets a golden boot there? No. No. I think he'll be another man who you may say. Okay. Okay. Well, so, we'll, we'll, I, I, I'll let you know if okay. you say it then. We'll, right. Okay. Well, we'll leave that for a minute. We'll let that stew a little bit. But for me, it was between two players. Put that in a slow cooker. The one who Jim mentioned, Mr. Harry Kane, and the second player is Mohamed Salah, who you know just scores goals. To put it simply, I think he's pretty much the main reason why Liverpool ended up getting into the top four last season. And like I mentioned before, despite the the African Cup of Nations, which is obviously going to go to, I still think he's he's going to end up being top scorer again. Uh, I think Liverpool are going to rely on him heavily, um, and I can see them getting top four again, pretty much because of of Mo Salah's goals. So. 
Probably would have gone Kane, especially because, like Jim, I do think he'll end up at City. But I did see something where um, after a tournament summer, Kane tends to miss about three months of the next season through injury accumulatively. So I think that would be a little bit too much for him to push past Salah and the likes of the players that Cook might mention now. All the pressure's on. Who's he going to say? I've gone for Lukaku. He's oh, done it. I've He's gone done for it, it because, like I said, the amount of chances we create and we've just been waiting for that person to, to put him in and I think even if we do go to a 3-5-2, he will be the predominant number nine and, yeah, he'll be an out-and-out striker and whether he plays up front with Havertz or Werner or even Pulisic because he has played up front but I think Lukaku will get an abundance of chances and I think... I think he will get a minimum of 15 but I, I genuinely with my heart think he'll get at least 20 you tend to win it with about 23 yeah. 24 but, don't you, and so. I think that'll be big for us as a squad to lighten the load on the rest of the team Yeah. Um. so then like for example your mounts your Pulisic players like that aren't your sole goal scorers when you don't have an out and out number nine, but yeah, Lukaku. Yeah. The only the only reason I would have went Kane over Lukaku if Kane was at City, it penalties. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if Ronald well, take him. Does he does he take penalties? Did he take him for you United? I don't think so. No, I think Pogba took them. Because we or Rashford. Because we have Jorginho. I've seen him take him Jorginho. for Inter, but Jorginho's going to take him. He's a specialist. Yeah, I don't trust Lukaku from the spot either. He's got a miss in him on it. That's what I mean. I don't know if he even takes. I don't know I if don't he even know. takes. I don't him. know, but that's a good point for Jim, though. Well, let's go on to yeah. what I would say is the hardest prediction of them all. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely. The the, the top four this season. Looks, oh, right. I, I think we're all going to agree what the top four is going to be. Are we going to do this in order? Yeah, yeah, we'll do yeah. both. Yeah. I think that makes it interesting. We'll get it, off the fence because <laughs> everyone, everyone's going to say the same top four, and they're going to say our teams, and they're going to say Liverpool. So. You are. Don't you? You play your poker face on now, Cook. But you're gonna agree. So I'll go with you for this. <laughs> so from fourth to first, go. <laughs> right. I, honestly, they've just snuck in Liverpool. They actually have. But the the thing with, uh, I had Leicester there all day. I genuinely had Leicester fourth all day, and then I was listening to a podcast earlier, and they talked me out of. So you're saying that Leicester were there all day, like they were all last two seasons, and then at the end they fell out. Again, it's happened again, Brendan. It's happened again. Season not started. It's happened again. I know. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, lads. But it. it, Yeah. I mean, they they always pick up an injury. It's already. It's not even that. I did think about Leicester because, like Jim said, it's it seems pretty obvious who the best four teams in the league are, but very rarely does it tend to be the case that that happens. So (sighs) I was looking at Leicester to come in, but. Dakar and Iheanacho and Ndidi all go into the AFCON. I think that's yeah, just going to be that, too much. That and you've you've also got new players that are instantly have to start yeah. well. Like yeah. like I said, Vardy ta- tailed off towards the end. That's yeah. where Dakar and Iheanacho have to pick up slack. They and might the f- not even be there, like you said. They're, the they're in the Europa League as well. We've seen them bottle it twice as well. So and they've you've got, got no confidence, have you? Thursday, really, anyway, Sunday, so. most weeks. So yeah, Leicester, yeah. You, you fell out. They were the closest though for me to that four. But Liverpool, like they've not replaced Wijnaldum. They've they're a team that's in trouble in my opinion as well. So and were they your fourth team? The fourth Liverpool, but just like just it could have been literally a, a flip of the coin. And then I've gone United to finish third. I've gone for City to finish second, and I've gone for us to win it. But there's no real. I think the City logic with United, that again could have been a, a toss of the coin. Pep's got a lot of players to keep happy and still got to get good performances out of them top players. And it'll be interesting to see if he can keep everyone happy when a lot do want to leave and obviously play. But United, I think, still need a number nine. 
I still think they need a number nine. I don't think you'll win a league with Cavani. Mm. And then I think, yeah, we will win the league. Yeah, Jim? Yeah, I just think this is so, so incredibly difficult to try and make differences between these sides. Um, fourth, I have gone... I, I think this will be a matter of... I think fourth to third will be a matter of like six points maximum or something like that. I'd be like, really close. I think United will finish fourth. Um, just based the difference between them and Liverpool, I think the, the team now is pretty close. Um, United have strengthened a lot more recently and I just think Liverpool are, are just about Pippen. Um, although the Robertson injury in pre-season has, has kind of started off things pretty badly for them. I think Liverpool third... Um, I think Klopp's just the, the difference between them two sides um, I think Chelsea second with Lukaku coming in and I think if City don't get Kane Chelsea will be my first team to win the league um, but I think City are going to get Kane and I think that is what will push him over a title retention just mm. No, it's difficult to argue with anything really isn't it you know what I mean because nothing's nothing's too crazy I mean Chelsea winning it City winning it, it's you know what I mean. So, but yeah, same four for me. Obviously, I think Liverpool are fourth. I think they'll get top four and they'll have to bounce back from what was quite a disappointing season last season. But I think they'll be there more comfortably than they were this season, where I think they only really snuck into it in the last two or three game weeks. Um, third, I've gone for Chelsea, who I think will, yeah. I think for me, Chelsea, City and United are clear of Liverpool and I think those three, I think City are probably clear of Chelsea and United, but it's very close. I think any of those three win the league, it wouldn't blow your mind really. Uh, so Chelsea third, but I think there'll be quite a decent distance between them and Liverpool. Uh, City second, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> uh, and United first, because I think the team that finishes above City is going to win the league. I can't see City aren't going to finish lower than second for me. And what's the point going into a season thinking your team's not going to win it? So exactly. I think United have got the best chance of winning it since Fergie left with the squad that we've assembled. So we were third I'd agree with in that. Ollie's first season, second in his second season. So the natural progression is that we're going to lift it. In the happen. most shocking um, thing that's happened to this podcast, we've all chose our team recently. Didn't see that coming. What's the What's the point? What's the point of being <laughs> a football fan if you no, don't think is, you're going to win the that league? That is true. But I think the, I think the key point to make is a. Uh, it wouldn't like, surprise me if any of the no, three won it. And like you say, I feel like we always go into seasons thinking, oh, this is going to be really exciting now. These teams have um, upgraded and yeah. what's going to happen. But I genuinely think there's something a bit different about this yeah. season. Um, until we actually see him kick a ball, we don't really know what the, issue, like, what the differences between these sides are going to be. I think it's been really close. And That's it. Them games, especially between that top four, yeah. they should be really good this season. It feels like every season we go, well, I think this is going to be the top four, then it tends to be only two or three of them actually make it. And Liverpool nearly you know, fucked it up last season. Spurs were nowhere near. Arsenal nowhere near. So it's going to be interesting, I hope. Tell you, what, tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to put you both on the spot quick, just while we finish off. A couple of quick fire questions. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I'm going to start with who's going down? Uh, Brentford, Norwich, and Newcastle. Okay. Um, Norwich, Watford, they'll have about six managers. <laughs> and um, it's time for Burnley to go. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to join you there, Jim. I've, I've gone for Watford to finish bottom, then Brentford, then Burnley as well. That's what I would I have picked. Right. I think this is the, the time where Burnley fall out. I think enough's enough you can't keep getting away with this as Jesse Pinkman would say I agree okay next quick one flop signing of the season 
Flop signing of the season. Um, Jesus, that's a difficult one. Uh, Konate for Liverpool. I don't, th- I okay. don't think he'll end up getting in. Everybody's planning these scenes with Van Dijk and Konate, but I think if fit, it'll be Matip and Van Dijk for the majority of the season. Um, ben White's going to like Rob Holden. Oh, that's a, yeah. It's a really hard one to, the quick to, to say answers. on the quick fire. Um, Obviously, I'm going to say the Liverpool player as well. Yeah. Who um, yeah. for you, Cup? Ooh. Um, I'm going to say... I'm Josh Townsend. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Leon, Bailey. Leon Bailey. Leon Bailey I'm going to go for because I've spoken to a couple of people who do watch the Bundesliga and the guy didn't even start every week for no. by Leverkusen. You know what weeks. he sounds like? Felipe Anderson going to West Ham. Yeah, so yeah, I'm going to be say... In Le- Ch- be in China in a year. Oh, big call. Big call. <laughs> he actually will. Right, last but not least, who is going to be the first sacked? Oh, I won't say Watford because that's the easy answer. Yeah, that's the Starbucks uh, answer. I don't even know the I'll managers. say Rafa Benitez at Everton. It's going to go wrong and it's oh, going to go wrong quickly. Okay. Oh, I was I was gonna say Rafa. Um, oh, sorry. No, no. I thought you were gonna say Watford. No, I'll change. Up. It's it's gonna be the Watford one, obviously, because it's yeah, Watford. Yeah. That's where the money. Um, well, Sean, I, Sean Dyche will walk. Ooh, it'll walk. It'll walk. There's been a bit of tension. Moisey, fans yeah. back in. Pressure. West Ham. Yeah, new owners as well at Burnley. Dyche to walk. I'm yeah. gonna say. Brucey. You know what? I'm gonna say Nuno. Nuno, I was thinking, I'm gonna say Nuno. I was, I was thinking Nuno can't because he's right. fucking shit. Not <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. no, I, long story short, I think he's a very stubborn manager who doesn't have a lot of tactical flexibility, and the guy still says he's not spoke to Kane about his future as well. So right. yeah, I'm not gonna put too much faith into that beard, right. Nuno. But yeah, first sack for me. Nuno, Sean, and. Uh, who did I say? Can't remember. Rafa. Rafa, Rafa yeah. Rafa I, could see the, I could see all and of what, them. And what's the, the thing that links all them three, Stan? Um, Nuno, Daesh and Rafa. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They've all got more hair on the chin than the red. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very good. I was, think, I was thinking of a football-related no. link, but no, of course. No. I was just thinking two of them have goatees and one of them's got a massive beard. What's <laughs> 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 the link here. <laughs> but, yeah... Definitely, if you've enjoyed this, go and check us out on YouTube. Just search in TTWTCC Podcast. If you want to listen to the audio version, you can find us on iOS, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and our host platform, Anchor FM. And yeah, find us in the comments. Tell us how well we've done, how shit we've done. Tell us how right we are, how wrong we are, and how much you could do our jobs better than us. But if you've enjoyed the content, definitely pass the pod on to people who you know like football. And we cannot wait for the Prem to start on Friday. I believe Arsenal start us off on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget to do your FPL teams. Yeah, Friday the cle- night. The clearest 1-0 win for Brentford ever. Set-piece goal. Put it on. Ivan Tony will score Ayer. the first 100%. goal. 100%. Yeah. And yeah, there you have it. You've got a free score prediction. And that's the way the cookie crumbles.